You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Thanks for joining us. It's A-League finals time and big uh, big game players need to step up and we have one of our own, my co-host, VIG. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, my friend? Thanks for the intro. Mate, you're welcome. Mate, Very you, nice. You've got enough runs on the board now for us to give you a, a quality intro like that. Oh, beautiful. I think I've given you a few this year. I think I've called you the Greek freak, our Greek freak. Uh, yeah. I think I've given you a pump up. I've pumped your tyres up a few times this year. Oh, I should start recording them and um, <laughs> send them out to f- as marketing. Mate, uh, I, I'm already doing that for you. Oh, brilliant. That's the reason why you're, getting, that's why you're getting so many likes and so many views when, I, when you put your beautiful face on one of our posts promoting the show. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> How good is that? Mate, th- then there were four. Two elimination finals to review in our uh, Revolution Finals Roundup. So uh, we'll touch on this a little bit more in, uh, in this week's games. But uh, double, double headers or two legs uh, in the semifinals, which I'm not a big fan of. And you shaking your head, I'm guessing you, you feel the same way. But we can discuss that a little bit later. We can. MacArthur Bulls have announced Dwight York as Ante Milicic's replacement, uh, his, first full-time he- uh, his first full-time head coaching role. Yeah, not a fan. Massive call. It is huge, Massive isn't it? Massive call, and it's it's a bit of a. a I've kick. actually had more coaching um, experience under my belt, and I, I don't think they gave me a call. <laughs> well, that's how desperate they're getting. But um, no, massive call, um, and it's a bit of a kick in the guts to young Australian coaches. I um a few weeks ago, all I think old Australian coaches, just all Australian coaches in general. Yeah. But uh, I, I think you mentioned a few weeks ago, you said that you would have liked to have seen for the All Stars game uh, one of the coaches to be recognised, whether it be Monty or whether it be oh, PK. But this also explains why they brought him out of out of the uh, cupboard, Is dusted him off, and brought him out because <laughs> it looks like Bulls already signed him, so they wanted to start getting him into the uh, into the setup here to start getting people to remember him again and start getting interested in him. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't know where they went to find him. It was either in a nightclub or on a beach in Trinidad and Tobago. So <laughs> they've done their homework. They've, they've hunted him down. Um, yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's a it's a weird one for me. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. Look, I, I want him to to come here and be successful. I want the league to grow, but at the same time, I think we we need to recognise our own Australian coaches, and so many of them have done so well this year. And to to take a to give a, a coaching gig away. Um, for an unknown um, quantity in, in Dwight York. We, we don't know what he's going to be like as a, as a head coach. Um, I think that's a little disappointing. Yeah, look, for me, it's not so much that we're taking it away from Australian coach because I think at the end of the day, you want to have your best coaches coaching in the A-League and to not only bring the quality of, the, I suppose, the game up, but you know the quality of the football and that sort of thing. But for me, it, it kind of dilutes the quality of uh, you know what they're looking for because if it's a coach who's got runs on the board, I don't care what Nasho is, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But to take a risk on someone, it goes to show, well, hang on a sec, he couldn't get a gig anywhere else because no other league will give him a, take a risk on a guy with no coaching experience. But we're happy to do that because he's a huge star in his playing days not in his coaching days so for me I think it is a bit of a slap in the face I'm hoping that he can attract some big name players and start getting you know a good brand of football playing you know in, yeah, in but, MacArthur again but how is he going to attract a big name player if he hasn't coached anyone before well, yeah but he's still it, got a, he's still he's, got a big rep he's still got a big reputation I think he still have a lot of contacts and yeah. a lot of people that know him and look they probably respect him as a player and maybe that they think okay him as like a great who? player could transfer into a great coach and so they'll take who, a risk on he, that who's he going to bring you honestly Who's he going to bring you? I don't like know who. Roy, Roy Keane? No. Is he going to put the boots back on? No, he's going to bring like, uh, Andy Cole. 
Luke Chadwick. Uh, yeah, like. <laughs> he might bring um, one of the, the the gingers that they used to have there, Scolzi or maybe Bozo put the gloves on for him. Yeah, look, but uh, look, let's move on. In our player escape room, we welcome Costa Rican international and Central Coast Mariners striker or star striker Marco Llorena. So huge, uh, yeah, very exciting. He's uh, what a player. He scored in a World Cup. He's a great family man. He's been a great success at the Mariners. So uh, we need more of them. So talking about uh, who you can bring to I'll, the league, I'll have I'll I'll take another ten Urenias over uh, Dwight York. Who do who Dwight York? brings yeah <laughs> okay well, um, over Dwight York and who he brings all right we uh with an extended version again of our clinical finish it was so successful last week and people really enjoyed the extended version of our clinical finish it's back again this week and uh also my wrap just before we get into our uh roundup let's do it you ready Jamie Young's heroics booked his side semi-final spot the Mariners have been solid but Goodwin was way too hot and all Melbourne an all Melbourne battle awaits semi-final number one and it could also be in the final if City gets the job done. Brilliant. Not bad. But uh, Honestly, I think that's one of your best. That's one of my best. Yeah. yeah. It was a little long, there was but, only, but it was one of your best. There was only four teams. It wasn't much to play with. There was only four teams, well. so I had to just fiddle around and get it right. But uh, two games, as we said, in our uh, Revolution Finals roundup. So elimination final number one was Western United up against uh, Wellington Phoenix on the Saturday. Western United ran out 1-0 winners, a goal in the first half, giving them uh, the win that they, they so desired and, and they probably deserved based on their performances this year. But uh, it was a very enjoyable and action-packed game. It was. I, I think 1-0 is probably... You know, it wasn't a ref- reflection of the actual the game and the attacking football that was played. Didn't do the game the, justice. The, yeah. No, the chances created. It was a, it was a brilliant game to watch, end to end. Wellington did everything they possibly could. They threw everything um, at Western United, but there was one man that that stood tall and the human force field, Jamie Young. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, I think the first half he made a save down low to his right, um, brilliant. And then that save in the second half, how on earth he got his hand back behind the ball and and sort of scooped it scooped it out away from the goal um that was, that was brilliant the best way for me to sum it up was uh, in the 70th minute superman young dives to his right to pull a james mcgarry header back from the afterlife it was already a goal it was for in the money. goal it like, was already it was McGarry already was already yeah. running running off celebrating and and he's thinking how on earth have i not scored there um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of power in the header, but it was on target. It was already and it was, life. I'm telling you, he's it brought was, it back it from was, another world. It was away from him. He, he has. He's brought it back from another world. Um, and just listen, listening to him after the match in the, in the post-game interview, he's just talking about how this has been one of the most enjoyable years of his career. Um, I know he's just had his first child as well, so I think that's probably given him, yep. that's given him a, massive, a massive buzz this year. Um, and you can just see it on his face. He's really enjoying his football, and um, you know, he's showing that on the pitch. Is is that save of the season? And is Jamie Young buyer of the season? Well, I don't think they paid anything for him, but he's signing of the season. Yeah, right? signing of the he's season. Si- he, for me... Don't he, give me he, on a technicality. He, uh, I was right? getting... Yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, that, that was more a dig at the A-League transfer system, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Not, not at you. Um, <laughs> uh, potentially, look, if, if Western United can, can get through victory and make it to a final, then you, you're going to have to say he's, you know, signing of the season. And we said we said that at the start of the season too. We said they needed a, a goalkeeper and a leader. He's not just he's not just a goal a, a great goalkeeper. He's a leader as well. And you can hear him on the pitch. He's he's yelling the whole time. He's pulling his centre backs in, left back, right back, um, and he just gives them that that bit of energy. Um, you know, for a thirty six year old, he's he's bouncing around and he's just loving life at the moment. Surely he's going to be the All Stars keeper. 
He deserves oh, he it. Ha- he has to, he has to be unless he's playing in the grand final. He I, I, for him. I think he's happy I'm, to pass. I'm up. sure he's, he's happy, happy to, to pass, pass up the All Star and and a you know night out with Dwight. No, he'll get for, to see um, him again next year anyway when he's coaching the Bulls, so that's all good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, look, Western United's blueprint works again with only 37% possession, but they got 100% of the goals. Well, so there's score, a, that's you it. score 100% of the goals, <laughs> you win the football. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, they did. There was one goal. They scored only 37%. I thought, I thought it was more than that, and that's, nah. that's credit to, to Wellington. Um, they've been fantastic all year, Wellington. We, we've said it time and time again. How many times have we heard this, uh, this season, though? Jamie Young with a brilliant save. It was to deny Piscopo in the opening minutes. Then minutes later, Western United take the lead. Yeah. This is broken record. This is broken record. That's invite the pressure, invite the pressure. Jamie will sort it out and then we'll, we'll go and score on the and, counter. And, and speaking of, of quality players at uh, Western United, and they have plenty of them besides Jamie Young, but uh, uh, an excellent volley from Prijevic, the Serbian-like uh, Ibrahimovic, his 10th of the campaign. He's been another excellent song. Great, great goal. Yeah, it was a great. Great game. finish, right? So he's nice quality, but the, the way he even celebrates, but just reminds me of Ibra. Oh, he does the little <laughs> yeah. little ponytail. I think he's watched a bit. I think he's watched I, a bit. I think, he's, attached, I think he yeah. watched. Maybe puts the uh, Ibra YouTube videos on before a game and, and watches them to, to warm up. Yeah, and you were right. You did touch on uh, earlier that uh, they had some great chances. I think Hooper had a header early on. Ben Old um, with another glorious scoring chance. Piscopo finally thought, it's my day, I've beaten Jamie Young, but not the Timber. So it was, uh, look, it was a tough day for, for them. They had more of the ball. They did give as good as they got, but uh, like we said at the end, Jamie Young, Prijevic proved to be the difference. But uh, look, I'd also like to mention Oliver Sale. Um, he kept their oh. opportunity of an equaliser alive with some really great saves. They weren't he, of the same out-of-this-world standard as yeah, but they were Jamie Young, good, but they were still top-notch saves. saves. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it, they weren't ridiculous, but they were, they were saves that, um, you know, Yes, a keeper should make, but he he made him comfortably and he's he's parried the ball out of danger, um, and he's been he's been fantastic all season for him. You're usually good at this. So, are there injury concerns for Aloisi's men? So, if you uh, look at the te- the team lineup, they were missing Top or Stanley, so they had to play uh, K- uh, Kieran in the in the middle of the uh, the, the back four. Uh, L- Lustica was an absentee as well. Pereiras was missing. Risden was on the pine. He came off the bench, so he must be coming back from from his from his injury. In, from his yep. injury. Um, and then you find out that Dia Magic still has a knee injury, so he won't appear in the finals. So, at the moment, they are stretched a little bit thin against a victory side who just seem to have quality all over the pitch. Yeah. But uh, is that is this a problem for Western United, or you think they've got enough in what they they had on the pitch th- on the weekend? I think it's definitely a concern. the 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 biggest thing is now that there's two games in this in these next uh, in the semifinals. So I'm not sure that might play to an advantage to them, or they might just run out of steam and, and victory will just run all over them. So um, you know they are very measured in their approach. So sitting back and and being well structured and and sitting in your lines of defence. Um, that that might work for them. You know, not, it, it means they don't have to expend as much as I was much say, energy. You know what also work when you only have the ball thirty percent of the time, right? Over two games, it means the other team's done a lot more running with the, and a lot more oh, ab- with the ball. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So, so if they can hold out, they and, might go for fifteen or twenty in the first game of this. Uh, they might just. They might just. It might be a training. <laughs> it might be a training a training match, and just they'll just give victory the ball and say, "Go and try and score against us." And then when you fall asleep for half a second, we'll punish but, you on the break. But there are there are injury concerns. I think uh, Kieran uh, came off injured. Um, and like you said, uh, Top of Stanley's out. Risden only just coming back. Um, no Lustica, who he's I think a goal is scorer. a, a yeah, massive, he's had a good year. A yeah, he's had a good miss year. for them. He's he's had a he's had a big year. So um, I know Dylan Wenzel Hawes started just in that number ten role, just behind Prejevic. 
uh, probably not his his natural position. He, he's probably more now now number nine. But also a lot to ask when you're not starting regularly. Yeah, and he hasn't played. He hasn't yeah. played a lot all season, or you know, towards his back end of the season. So, um, but look, th- th- they'll be they'll be ready to go. It's finals football. Um, anything can happen. Uh, but they they are coming up against a, a red hot victory side. Elimination final number two. So Adelaide United were too strong uh, for the Mariners. So at home on the Sunday, Adelaide ran out three one winners. Adelaide just wanted it more and had the Goodwin gold dust, which we've said plenty of times before, and I think we'll be pl- saying plenty of times uh, ahead, especially if he's here in another couple of seasons. But uh, he's just a wonderful player, isn't he, Craig Goodwin? He is. He's a f- and for me, he's probably one of the the players of the of the season in, in the A League. So, um, and not yeah, only that, when when we interviewed him earlier in the year, he's a, he's a fantastic guy as well. Yeah. Great so bloke. just it, to, just it, to top it off, you, you got You can almost hate him, right? He's just too yeah. good. He's too ni- nice, too likable, too too good a footballer, there's too some, good left. There's got to be a catch. There's got to be a catch. I want to find some dirt on him. What's Maybe we catch? could put a challenge out there and get some dirt Send on him because in. he's just too too damn good. Send it in. Um, but yeah, like like I said, look, he's right time, right place. I think that for the first goal, uh, Popovich with the assist, but he's he's scuffed his pass, and if you actually watch the footage after he's passed the ball, he's put his hands on his head going, what have I done? And it's it's literally wrong-footed the the centre-back and Goodwin's just pounced on it. But that's just anticipation. That's um, that's experience. That's knowing, you know, in a, in a final, you can't switch off at all. And and the defender's switched off. Yeah, the ball poor, has... It was poor defending. Yeah, it was poor defending. Yeah, the ball's, the ball's done in because he's going one way. He's had to adjust his body back the other way. But Goodwin just being, he's on the dial. He's pretty much literally, you know, he's seen that. He's made the most of it. He's pounced on it. And he's still got to finish it, right? Yeah, but so experience, so a but experienced finish. players read the game better, which means they don't get yeah. caught out as often exactly. on the wrong foot. Oh, exactly. Young players, you watch that and yeah. they get caught out of position because yeah. they play what they see. They don't have a feeling for football yet. Yep. And that only comes with age, unfortunately. Yeah. And then sometimes once you get good at it, your body doesn't want to back you up, so yeah. you can't can't yeah. win. Right? You, slow, you slow down a bit, don't <laughs> yeah, you? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, that's what happens. So yeah, so uh, unfortunate. I think uh, young Cameron Windust is his name. Um, unfortunate that for that first goal, but like you said, he'll he'll learn from that. Is that Cameron Windust? Yeah, allowed him Goodwin Gold Dust. Yeah, isn't that what happened? That's what happened. <laughs> that's a quick snapshot for you, isn't it? That's it. That's all we got. Uh, nah. So um, look, Cummings equalised, but the well-organised Adelaide defence had left him offside. He was in a party for one by himself, miles offside. Adelaide he was, he was definitely offside, Adelaide yeah. knew what they were doing, and they definitely also offside. knew that uh, that uh, the Mariners did offer a lot of danger with the uh, the, the likes of Encololo, Cummings, Yurena, Moresk when he comes off the bench. So they were well organised and well prepared yeah, for they what were, they were going to have thrown at them. They were, and they, and they did play a, a bit of a high line as well. You know, you saw you saw the defence sort of step up step up then and um and catch Cummings offside. So um that comes with experience at the back as well. Uh Jacobson, uh Harvey Lopez, both very experienced players, Ryan Kiddo as well. Um, I know they got the the young Popovich in, in, as playing at centre back. Yeah, and as he's well, gone quietly about his he, business, he's right? Actually because been really good, yeah. he's never had rave reviews. Let's be no. honest. And usually, it, it, there's a bit of commentary saying he's only following his old man around. But he's in an Adelaide backline that looks fantastic. They also lost, uh, you know, arguably their best defender in Jordan Elsey when he moved to the Jets in the off season. And Jordan has struggled a little bit in a Jets defence that's trying to find their feet and, and work on combinations. Whereas Popovich has come in without any fanfare and done a great job. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, look, look at the other. They, they've got Bernardo Oliveira coming off the bench for Adelaide. You George love him, Blackwell don't you? Coming to the bench. Yeah, I do. Is it from his old man, or is this just solely on him as a player, or is it? Just, oh, look, is I, it I liked his old man as a player. Cassio was a was a brilliant player, yeah. brilliant for the A League. Um, but I, I like this. I like this young kid. He's got something about him. Um, he's good with both feet. 
his ball control is unbelievable, and his dribbling's good, and and he can finish as well. So yeah, look, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great day uh, for the Mariners in defence. I think uh, they they had an off night. So not only was the the first goal, as we said, a, d- a defensive error, but the uh, the pinpoint cross of Goodwin was fantastic for Yengi to double their lead. But Mariners needed to be more desperate under siege, right? The ball was put on a dime, yeah. but you throw yourself at you that, right? Three, you, yeah. yeah, you need to be going yeah. there and saying we're going to do everything. Yeah. And if you do try and you do everything you can and it's just too good, fine. But when you stand still and you kind of just watch and applaud, yeah, that's great if you're a fan or a teammate, not when you're an opposing defender. Yeah, look, and, and Yangi's, Yangi's a big imposing lad, right? But you've got to put your body on the line. And and he's done brilliantly. Goodwin's ball was was magic, lovely. He's got, we say it all the time, he's got a lovely left foot. Um, and Yangi making that run into the box. But yes, the, the defending for me was a little suspect. Yengi has been a huge boost for Adelaide since he's come back, and I said this to you off air. When uh, he doesn't play, and they play either uh, Ibasuki or they play George Blackwood, Blackwood they play behind, one up yeah. front, right? And I and I don't think they look like a team that wants to win games. They're in there just to kind of, I don't know, hold their own, hope for an opportunity. The way they played against the Mariners allowed them to be very attacking. They scored three goals, okay, from Mariners' defense uh, errors, but because they were pushing the envelope. I think that if they had played one up front and played that formation that I'm not a big fan of, I reckon they would allow the Mariners a lot more opportunity to win this game. But they did stifle them. The way they played, because they were on the attack so much with not only uh, you know Goodwin, but Lockie Brook on the other wing. And to be honest, he can't buy a goal. As oh, good as he's playing... He's, he's been brilliant. He, honestly, he's been brilliant, he's but been the only thing missing is a goal. He can't score, and I think he's been cursed. But you've got those two you, up front. You had Yangi and Ibasuki, and... It just didn't allow the the very attacking-minded Mariners to get control of a the game. They didn't create as many chances as they have been. The players who have looked dangerous, like the you know Come Dog Millionaire, J- Jason Cummings and Encalolo and, and players like even that. Or, even Orenya. Yeah, they, they all looked a little bit off the pace. Yeah. So, look, I, I think, uh, you know, as per usual, Gauchi was reliable as usual and stood up when his team needed him. Lockie Brook was really good, as we said. Ibasuki was quiet for him. I didn't see much of him. But when Yengi's there, you don't need both players on fire. You just need one of those with the two wide. Yeah, players and a back four that are doing their job. Yangi gives you that that power that he's that you know he's he's big, imposing. He gets in the box, he throws his body around, um, he runs with the ball. Ibasuki's we've we've seen he's a bit more quieter. He likes to sort of peel off the back of a defender. Um, he's great in the air, but so is Yangi as well. So you know those balls are coming into the box. I think Ibasuki made a, a near post run, and Yangi has made that run into into the middle of the middle of the box. Um, so you know. We, we, We've said we've said that they they do complement each other, even though they're both they're both big lads. Um, they do. Compliment what I like about Adelaide is they've got as much as they could out of the team this year, and I don't know if he'll get the gong. You know, obviously, uh, City have been strong again with PK. Popper's done wonders at a team at a victory club that's been struggling for the past few seasons. Monty's overachieved probably with the Mariners in all due respect, but. An Adelaide team that had a lot of disruption, you end up losing players, you know, throughout Halloran left. Then you had that ongoing, you know, saga with uh, Stephen Mork, Captain Stephen Mork, that was the world's worst kept secret. Then you've had other things happen here and there. They've just gone about their business. They recruited well. Okay, there's been some things that have gone wrong, but this is a perfect example of a coach saying to the club, stay calm, let's just follow the game plan, let's stick to what we do best, right? He's changed game plans around to to suit the opposition they're playing. But I think if you look at the clubs, I reckon they've pretty much got as much out of an Adelaide squad as they could with a disrupted year. So I don't think Carl Viet will get the gong, but I don't reckon he's far off it. No, I think he's spot on. I think he's been fantastic all year. They've had their ups and downs. They've had players come in, players go out. Um... 
but what they've always had, they've always had good youth players as well. And then now you bring in, they brought in, you know, Goodwin um, comes in. A, a player like that with so much experience, they've got Jakobsen at the back, Harvey Lopez we spoke about, um, even Ibusuki who they brought in. He's an experienced player. He's played in the J-League for, for many years. So um, they've got they've got a good base. Isais as well, one day. They're all professionals that have been or around next, for... Or next day, <laughs> whichever one you choose. One day they might win the league. <laughs> but... Um, they're all professionals. They've all played at a, at a high level. Um, they've been around the game for for a long time. So and they we're know. not even talking either VIG about Ibra Kunda, who because of Yengi well, didn't coming even back, get on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because okay, the upside is you get Yengi back, who's a fantastic marksman, right, and a, a really great prospect. But the flip side is means that there's no room now for. Uh, Ibra Kunda to come on the bench and, and score one of his worldies again, right? So, yeah. but it goes to show you don't even have space for him to come off, come on the pitch at all because they have got everything they can. I think they've got a, every a, they've player. got a good mix of experience and youth, and I think Carl Witt has done very well at managing that and and keeping everybody happy and keeping the 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 younger players happy and, and putting them on in the right times. Um, you know, like he subbed Ibra Kunda on uh, previously last week and he, and he scores a goal. So just just things like that. He's he's very mindful of when to use players, uh, when not to use players, who to who to start, who not to start. So I think he's done a, a really good job this year. Take a bow, Adelaide and Carl Viet and and Goodwin and Co. So look, we'll talk about uh, their next up assignment uh, a little bit later on in our extended clinical finish. But up after the break, we welcome to the show. Uh, former World Cup Costa Rican superstar and Mariners super nice guy and superstar Marco Urena. Catch you after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the player escape room is one of the A-League's most creative players. Please welcome to the show Costa Rican star Marco Urena. G'day, mate. Thanks for joining us. G'day, mate. <laughs> very good, man. Thank you. Man. How are you? Nice so, to be here. So you, nice to be here. I see your English is good. Hello, mate. That's exactly how we greet each other. Uh, hello, mate. <laughs> I love everything about you guys. You know, the Aussie slang. I tried to get in and pick it up. It's good. Man. I love it. Same thing what I love from here. Mariners and Marco Urena are going great, mate. <laughs> yeah, going great, mate. Don't call me a wizard. <laughs> is, is there, a, besides mate and wizard, what word in English can you just not get your head around? Is it just you could think, what the hell is that word? Oh, man. You guys, the Aussies like, <laughs> like so many, man, all of them. There is a lot of, example, lot of yeah. unique Aussie words. Oh, so many, man. Even the people who speak English are coming here. You just don't get it. But it's all right. Mate, you're, 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 just dealing. you're doing just fine. Yeah, doing fine. That's it. Try to deal. So how's everything, mate? How's the family? How's the Central Coast? Everything seems to be going really well for you and the Mariners? Yes, actually, it's like a, like a place that we really call home, like our second home. And for my family and for myself, it's just like it's been so good time here. One year and a half. Uh, it's only good stuff I can say about, and they we love the coast, we love the where we live and Terrigal Beach, and and not a bad spot. And it's the school where the kids are, uh, everything you know. We just fell in love with this place, and of course with the Mariners, like a community club, and like make you feel like a family and part of everything. And yes, yeah, just give you the extra motivation for you to give all your best. So you guys are in great form heading into the finals. How are things inside the camp with everything? How, what's Monty telling you guys? Hey, actually, the atmosphere between us is just amazing. It's awesome. Everyone really enjoyed it. 
so much fun, you know, like so much fun, you know, with everyone, you know, the, the group we have, the guys, the guys we have, it's just like unbelievable. Even Jason, he was the last one to join us. He just fell in love with us because he just, he just, he just always fine. We're always happy and, <clears throat> and we never worried about it and stuff, you know, like you're just going forward positive and, and try to deal and thinking game by game. And yes, everyone is too easy. It's easy going here in the group. So now is everyone happy, of course, because it's two years in a row. And the spot the, the Mariners haven't been like a long time ago. So it's just everyone happy around on the coast about oh, the Mariners. I was going to ask you, Marco. So Jason Cummings has uh, hit the, hit the, uh, the A-League and he's been on fire. What's he brought to the team on and off the pitch? Uh, uh, off the pitch is so much fun, guys. So funny, guys. Really like uh, so much energy, you know, like these kind of guys that you really need in the locker room. Like every every club have to get like one Jason Cummins in the locker room. Uh, last season we had one uh, Polish guy who was exactly like him, and but of course like uh, Jason is coming also make an impact on the league and like about the the way he played his goal. He's a great, he's a proper top scorer guy, you know, like always with the goal in the in your head, and it's good. No, it's good. We have it bring a lot of energy for us. He's a young guy also, so it's so funny. So for me, just like we understand each other very well in the field. So it helped me a lot after Simon get injury. I was really pretty worried because I really miss him a lot. But after that, you know, like we're just getting along and everything, just the magic coming through. So tell us, mate, you've, you've played uh, all around the world. You've had a lot of experience at international level. What have you learned playing in all these leagues that you wish you'd known 10 years ago? So speaking to Mark Arena 10 years ago, what would you, what, what have you learned that you could have, uh, you wish you'd known back then? I don't even expect to speak another language than Spanish. Man. That's it. <laughs> Costa Rica and Spanish, not even proper Spanish. So r- right now I can tell you like, I can speak so many languages. I understand a lot. Many, most of them understand. Uh, yeah, but you know, like I remember just back in 10 years ago, like, where I coming from, the family where I coming from, with the little the, the village where I coming from is a zero opportunity to develop anything. Like like we coming from nothing, and just to see myself today talking to you another language for me just something like I can even expect in my life. Very impressive. So, mate, yeah. uh, you've represented your country uh, sixty seven times. You've scored in a World Cup against Uruguay. Uh, what chance do you give your country, Costa Rica, of beating New Zealand in the June qualifier? Costa Rica national team, yeah, it's been a long time. You know, it's been a long time there in the national team. So many international games also, sporting games all the time, of course, in the national team. Yes, and now, like, it's a different game. It's a knockout run. It's, like, more used to, you know, always it's, like, two legs. So it's, like, at least you get, like, a like a home uh, advantage, you know, to play at home, especially the long trip and all this stuff. Um, but no, now it's like only one game. So it's like the coin for me is in the air. In the, air. the coin is in the air for both teams. Um, like I said to many inter uh, journalist guys in Costa Rica, I don't get like so confident in New Zealand uh, because it's like they have a good players and uh, the, the, the genetic they have, like it's, they're quick, they're strong. And we don't have this kind of players, you know, like we are more like technique players and we're more in the ball and tactic but not so much powerful like they are so it's gonna be a good game and nice nice and it's really excited to see that so we just cross our fingers uh, in june that uh, costa rica get through right yes i really <laughs> i really like i want to do i really want to even like the 
for the country. You know, our country is struggling with the COVID after COVID about the sponsors and money and all these things. We're a small country, like only five million population, and, and we really like need this kind of uh, help to the country because there's a lot of money coming from FIFA, and all this money is just gonna be in the country. So. Uh, because of the economy and uh, for football, for everything, you know, for the happiness of the people. Because our only sport in the in the country is football. We don't care about anything else. So I know it's gonna be like a lot of uh, positive things just for the and uh, not only for football. It's uh, around the country and the people. Like uh, the the economy is gonna help you a lot. So, what are your thoughts on a uh, a World Cup being played in November instead of the usual June? It's weird, right? Yeah. It's weird, you know, like, but we, we knew it. We knew it as soon as they say Qatar. Of course, you see the weather all day around there is like so hot. It's impossible to play there, but but it's going to be different. Christmas World Cup, you know, but something like that. And, and but it's going to be also a beautiful country to, to play a World Cup because, like, you, even as a fan, if you love to watch football and you really want to get and see so many uh, different nas- national teams. So you have the opportunity because it's only like 40 minutes, like a stadium far away to each other, like one hour drive. So it's like, as a fan, it's just the best workout because you don't have this work, yeah, this experience before in other, in other countries, you know, where you, where I play, for example, in Brazil, you have to fly like three hours, just one city to another one. And like, and Russia, the same. So it's always the countryside that big, but Qatar is just like, eight hey, stadiums is just, like one hour away, so it's like so nice as a fan to go in there and, and watch football. You can see Messi one stadium, you go, you can see Cristiano in the other one, you see the other one. You know, all the players, the favorites play. You just it's so much fun for the for the for the fans who love football, and also as a player, less you know, for example, if less travel and less you know, like more focus on what you have to do instead of like wasting energy in travels and airplanes and all this stuff. Right? It's gonna be a lot of a lot of energy and all the teams already in that moment the player is gonna be even better uh, like uh, uh, like rhythm of the game all the stuff and like physically it's gonna be even stronger because they it's not like normal like when they you know when you play the world cup you already absolutely like exhausted your body in july in june you are like tired because you finished the season and you know but in, in november it's just the beginning maybe the best the best moment for you to push yourself. So it's going to be a lot of quality and a lot of pace, you know, like a lot of speed. No matter what months, it will still be super exciting. But uh, who do you like to win the tournament? Actually, I really, I really want to see Messi with this cap. You know, Messi or Cristiano, both of them, they really deserve as a players. And, but Messi, because of that, I know how is the meaning of the Maradona and all this stuff that the people com- like compare all the time, like, like look after like man, hey, who is better Messi or Maradona all the stuff both are amazing players but Messi I think because of his career he deserved and I'm really looking for Argentina to win the title See, being part Italian background I was obviously cheering for Italy but uh, if anyone was going to knock us out or get through at our expense I-, I was hoping it would be Ronaldo to have another World Cup with Portugal so yeah nice choice but uh, mate we'd like to get into one of the first uh, three games that we play with our guests so basically it's of your current and former teammates, who would you? And you just need to tell me one player that you would take in this particular occasion. You ready to play? So what is the first one you say? So the first one will be, who would you invite to dinner? So of your current teammates or former teammates, who would you have around for dinner with the family? 
Uh, you have to be around uh, the team, the, the, what I have right now in the locker, or the before? could be current or could be previous teammate, any oh, teammates. Okay. Oh man, like for man, no doubt, Carlos Bella, Carlos Bella for where did for you pl- where did you play with him? And Los Angeles FC. Okay, yes. and so why is he a lot yeah. of fun? Yes, yeah, a lot of fun. So many dinners and concerts, and so many. So good time, good time with him. We spend a lot of good time with family. And uh, who would you take to karaoke? The karaoke. Yeah, where who can my s- family were. No, in the uh, yeah. t- f- future. Uh, Ma- Mariano for sure. That's the show. Sure. He's just like the small one. He's just like he. He's like my wife. Both of them can deal with the karaoke. Uh, <laughs> every song, just listen once and already strained to sing. You know, like it's just something good telling about this. Not about the boys, not about the boys, but about the, the entertainment the memories. Yeah, the, mo- <laughs> the memories are really good memory, good memory. Memorizing very good the songs. Okay, so getting yeah. into our second game, we call Lock, Stock, and Three Smoking Balls. Uh, you ready to play? Yes, let's see. Let's see. I don't even know what it is, but let's see what it is. Mate, you'll, you'll do as well as you do on the pitch. So the first question is <laughs> if you could sign one player from any A League team to join your Mariners team, who would it be? Any player. Yeah, any player from any team. It could be Pena, could be uh, Jamie McLaren, could be anybody. Actually, one player, but I really like get impressed when I, when I play against him. Actually, Bratton from okay. Sydney. Okay. Yeah, I love this guy, the way he played, the way he dictated the game, and the way that he really like manage the game, the, the rhythm, the timing, you know, like he's like, for me, it's like a brain on the field. He's a good player. They've definitely missed him this year. He he slows down the tempo for Sydney usually and they're a different and team when Bratton's not playing. The quality yep. he has, just when one pass, you know, like he one pass, just like he's, he's a guy that you always want in your team, you know? Yep, 100%. If yeah. you could change one FIFA rule, so one FIFA rule, what would it be? One FIFA rule, what yeah. it would be. So yeah, what 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 drives you crazy? What is it? Whether it be VAR or where it be uh, whatever rule it is, what do you wish they'd change? Yeah, maybe VAR, but you know, like not not the whole VAR. Maybe VAR only in goals, involving goals, really affecting on goals. No more than that, you know, because like it's just like we sometimes in the field we have like five minutes on the field just waiting for some. Like imagine like. If you can't need five minutes to make a decision and, <laughs> and you cool down as a player, you know, like you need, maybe you're in the momentum right now. Then this, now you are out of momentum and all this time and you get one action and you have to fight, wait five minutes. So you as a player, you're just like, hey, because you, your momentum and your physically warm up, you know, like already gone in five minutes. So it's like, just take like and every goal, like every goal, that's it. If it's not a handball, so or penalty kicks, let the referee do it, you know, let the referee do it like before and only goals. If it's a goal, it's a goal, perfect, go and review. If you're not, but any handballs and every free kick, every silly foul, that's it. No, this is more like, this is part of football, you know, this is part of football. And I think for me, just the BR have to be involved only goals. Yeah, I totally agree. When they're looking at, uh, is his shoulder offside? Is his boot offside? Like, oh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's because sometimes you don't understand as a player, what is the rule coming from? Because <laughs> sometimes, yes, sometimes no. So you are just getting crazy sometimes. You say, oh, my God, do whatever you want. That's it. How can, how can the fans know what's going on, Marco, if the players don't? How the fans what? How can the fans understand if the players don't even know what's happening? It's just too confusing. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. Imagine, you know, like, imagine we as a player, we have to deal with so many things. 
you know, so many things in the game, the defenders and the whatever, you know, the, if you were under and score, down and score, whatever, you know, like you always worried about the, the game. And you have like, it's not even one refereeing ball, you know, it's like five guys in the office watching one action and you cannot even have a good decision between you guys, you know, come on, you know, like, so it's like, for me, it's just like a little bit like a league, especially here. I don't think that I don't, for example, I watched a, a Champions League this morning and I don't see that VAR getting involved in the game. No way. Not even up there. No, they let the referee dictate the game. And if the referee asks for the VAR, okay. But here is like the VAR running the show. So this is for me, like, made me like a little bit crazy sometimes, you know. Spot on. And if you could be a person for a day, any person for a day, who would it be? Dead or alive? Could be a rock star, could be a movie star, could be a, a ex-footballer. Who would you be? To meet one. If you could be anyone, you could be anyone uh, for the be. day. Yeah, you could be them, be them. So if you could be that person for a day just to experience their life, who would it be? Oh, man. It's because they're like, man, I don't know, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like, like, oh, man. It's a tricky one because I really don't want to be in life anyone, you know, like. That's fine. If you just want to be Mark Arena, I'd be, t- I'll, yeah, I'm happy to be because, you for a day. It's because, for example, like, this is what I love in Australia as well, you know, because uh, in Costa Rica, I can't be just like myself. You know, like if you're in the restaurant with my family, the people just approach you in the way they maybe you want to enjoy the meal or whatever. They don't care. They just a picture or something like that. And this is something I really love here in Australia. The people doesn't even know who you are. And... And that's what I mean. I don't want to be a famous because I never choose to be a famous. Just come by my talent, you know, like in my country. And so I never like want to be someone, you know, else. Maybe I love that I answer. Maybe, I love that answer. Yeah. So maybe I want to be one day my wife just to <laughs> see what is she's thoughts, you know, in her mind, you know. That's and see how she looks at you and how good she thinks yeah, you exactly, are. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So it's like, 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 like with her because I spend a lot of time with her and all the time try to understand her, like, but you never meet this person, like, real, you know. So I, I, if I can be one day her, just should be the, the best day for me, you know, because I can see how she's seeing it, you know, like. So it can be like that. I love that. Excellent answer. All right, moving on to the last game we like to play, which is our version of the card game, you know, so it's called Nuno. I'll Mm -hmm. ask you seven questions. You just pick the most applicable answer to you, whichever one fits more to you you and your life. Uh, When you get to the end of the sixth question, you just need to call out Nuno to avoid any penalties, but I'll help you out with that. You ready to go? Yeah, let's see. So on the sixth, I have to call Nuno. Nuno. No, you know. No, Nuno. Nuno. Like Nuno. like Nuno Reyes, like Nuno Reyes from Melbourne City, or my ex Spurs oh. coach Nuno, who was not very great, but uh, we won't talk about yeah. that. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, question number one: Snow or sand? Sand, definitely. Maradona or Pele? Uh, Maradona. Success or happiness? Success. Come, you give me the happiness. Yeah, so you're going to go with success, yep. Call yeah. or text someone? So would you call them or would you, would you, do you text them? Uh, text. Text. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Costume party or pool party? So if it's a birthday for you, costume party, dressing up, or pool party, you have people over for a swim? No, costume party. You, no, no. Nice. All right, and last one, <laughs> comedy or drama movies? Hey, comedy for sure. Okay, excellent job. 
What were you worried about, mate? You're too good for this. Yeah, it's all right, man. You know, like, it's just, it's never been this spot, man, in my life. <laughs> First time ever in different language and everything, man, different countries. So, man. I'm super impressed. And like I said, if I could be anyone for a day, I'd like to be you. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. Cheers. Not yeah, only I, for- no big- it's not because of my, you know, like the person I am, man, but, you know, I'm, you see me here, man, you see me on the coffee place or whatever, man. And so, so I just have one face, you know, and I have two faces. The one, like, always show to the people and the second one, when I go to sleep in the pillow and took into the pillow and I always happen, man. So it's not like I have not, nothing to change you know, in my life. I, I want to be you not only for the football, but because of the fact that you can speak multiple languages and I am horrible. I'm the worst at languages ever. Uh, yeah. And I, I should, being Italian background, I should be able to speak some sort of uh, other languages, but I'm not very good. So, um, yeah. That's yeah, good, man. That's <laughs> good. Actually, give me a lot of confidence you know, around the people because and I, the, 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 the crazy thing, I never study any language. Man. You know, like I've been in Russia, so I learned Russian because I lived there for four years. So I no one speaking it. They they hate United States and all the stuff. So it's like a war between them. So if you say English, you just let you are the you know like better don't say that in your life if you're in Russian. You say English, English. no better say Spanish or whatever. Also you, <laughs> but no English. So there's I've been there man when I was so young, 19 years old. So I start to learn Russian just by listening. And then I have so many Brazilian players also like it's similar to Spanish. So I speak Portuguese as well. And yeah, a little bit of English and Spanish is my language. It's fantastic. And Costa Rica is land. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and, and you also speak G'day Mate Australian, so that's another G'day one. G'day Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just touch on a couple of those answers. So Maradona, you said over Pele. Why? Uh, uh, because, you know, like I like, uh, I like the players who have pure talent, yeah. you know, like because pure talent is like something you, you can never like, achieve. You know what I mean? So Pelé, he was always involved around so many good players and him. And Maradona, is the, he was the only one who had to do everything in this national team. Maybe like, maybe two guys helping a little bit, but not the whole team. Yep. This is the, the different what I always see and the, what I really, I can see from, you know, like from outside, I'm really still young to, I never see them alive play, but I see a lot of videos and all this stuff. So it's like, for example, I always compare, uh, I, I try to explain, you know, like, because people ask me about Messi and Cristiano. And for me, for example, Cristiano is the good example and the perfect example if you want to be a football player because he has talent, but he wants to be the best in every part of the thing in his life. It's not only football, so it's everything. You can be as a Cristiano one day if you want, if you have a little bit of talent, but you never can be Messi because Messi is just pure talent, like he's the only one. So this is the, it doesn't take like who is better or not. So it's like, if you as a kid want to be a good football player, you can't say I'm gonna be Messi because it's, it's impossible. You have to born Messi to be like Messi, you know what I mean? But Cristiano, you can work hard, you can do your best always and achieve something and be focused and fitness and all the recoveries and whatever the way his life is. And you can be close to him. You know what I mean? Maybe not him, but close. So it's like, as example, it's good for the kids to get a Cristiano because it's like something like the real guy, the top model about the work hard and try your best. But as a talent guy, you know, the natural talent is just like, it's messy. So it's like, that's what I always put this example. But for me, Pele is just like this. You know, he has a lot of players around, very good players in Brazil. 
and Maradona was by himself a little bit more and he always even he in Nap in Naples you no know, Naples when he was there that's why he's a legend in Italy you know because he was the same running the whole show by himself excellent so you said costume party over a pool party what would you wear to a costume party so would you who would you dress up as my wife for sure she's gonna pick my, my outfit but <laughs> for sure like suit yeah as a suit. as a suit yeah yeah as a suit yes like really yeah, I love this because I never have this and like we as a football player we always like uh, actually in Europe like we were like suit every game home game but after that you know like I always like the, the clothes from the club and all the stuff like the kid and yeah so it's something like in all my weddings and my friends maybe I'm missing all of them because they've been like 12 years living outside from Costa Rica so all the weddings I invited always away so maybe I have this like still missing parties like in this kind of uh, dress code you know Okay. Champions League over World Cup. You said World Cup. So you've played a World Cup, you've scored in a World Cup, and you've had great success with Costa Rica. So why the World Cup over Champions League? Actually, I want to have the experience of the Champions League, but I, I'm lucky I, I couldn't be. I was so close to make it, you know, when I played in Denmark, for, uh, but I couldn't make it. But, you know, like World Cup is like, I don't know. Like World Cup for me is just like, when you are a player and you have, like, for example, you need the, you study as a normal person, you study any career in your life and you just like working so hard, you want to be a doctor, for example, you want to be a doctor and you did it. And then you need it, you did it, but you want to get the master. And the workout for me is like a master, you know, like when you're there and you say every effort, every sacrifice you make in your life, family, friends, whatever, being in your life, you know, and you're there. And you see all the stadiums of food, the atmosphere around this, the, the workout, people, different countries, different cultures, just everyone just for one reason, it's just football. Meet them in the same spot. So it's just something I never like can complain, you know. Champions League is every year, but World Cup is like, and it's only in Europe, but World Cup is different. It's the whole world. So it's like, you, you get it. I love, you know, I've been in Russia and Brazil. And sometimes I just put a hat, sunglasses, day off, and just go walking in the street. People doesn't even know who you are. But just to get the fans feeling, you know, being there, uh, I said to my wife, I want to be there one day with my mates as a fan and enjoy this atmosphere because it's just people, it's just happiness, people. You know, like that month is just happiness. It, no matter where the country you're coming from, no matter where, you know, it's just about the, the, the football. So it's like this it's a tournament who is really involved everyone. Every everyone is waiting for that. And and it's like something else, you know, like especially I score in the World Cup. So get this feeling me as a striker, you know, like it's just uh, it's just gonna be forever with me. Let me know when you go. I'd love to come and sit. I'll sit next to you, I'll have a World Cup star next to me telling me what's happening and what's going on. So whenever <laughs> you're gonna go, let me know, I'll be there. Yeah, US. Actually, I'm looking for for United States. You know, it's gonna be United States, Mexico, and Canada. It's gonna be for me the best World Cup ever because in United States, it's too easy to fly in through inside. You know, like commercial flight, the public is so so easy to travel. So and the people can just jump on. It's gonna be just the best World Cup man. for me. Like Mexico, oh, I can't see myself in Mexico eating tacos, man. <laughs> 
Sounds good, mate. I'm getting excited already. But yeah, uh, yeah. I know you're a super busy man and I know you've got uh, lots on with the family as well as the Mariners. So I, I thank you very much for joining me on the Football Revolution tonight. I wish you all the best uh, with the Mariners for the rest of the year. It seems like you've hit good form at the right time and things are going great. Uh, the team's got a lot of great morale and you, you seem to, you're going to be a very hard team to beat in the finals. Uh, but uh, I wish you all the best. And until we check in with you again, thank you very much and I uh, wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And it's a nice experience for me. Thank you for, for having me here because, you know, like, made me feel like a little bit different, you know, outside of the football. Everyone just know me inside the football and it's, it's fair enough, is what I did. But it's also nice that the fans do the other side as a person-wise. And yes, I feel just community, you know, that's what I fell in love with this club because I'm really a guy like this, you know, like community club, you know, like community club is called me like family. For me, it's like a family man. And yes, everyone's, we are a small club, but we, we are just happy people want to, to work hard. And yes, like you said, I guarantee you, no one in the A-League wants to play against us. I can guarantee that too, mate. But I wish you, the family, and Costa Rica all the best in upcoming games. Yeah, yes. Thank you so much, man. Really, thank You're listening to The Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. As uh, as mentioned, we've got our extended clinical finish back again this week. So first up is our weekly Tom Hammett Award. We're getting towards the end of the year where we'll have to nominate uh, or work out who we, we nominate or we award our uh, Tom Hammett Award for the year, not just the weekly winner, but uh, there's a hell of a lot of good goals. But I think this week... It's pretty simple. There was only two, and uh, the one that we liked the most was Priyavich's uh, strike, which was not only a great strike, but it won them the game. The match winner. Yeah, it was the match winner. But uh, who wins our yearly Tom Hammett Award? There's Ibra Kunda's two crackers. There's Craig Goodwin's free kick. There's Noon's volley. Tommy, there's Tommy Orr, Orr, Craig Noon. Yeah, there's Remember a, that, that, that game, that was, it was like 4-3 or 3-0 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a cracker fest. So great look, goals. I think, as I said last week, uh, there was raining diamonds. There's been plenty of great goals this year, so I think we need to – we'll see – Hopefully, with the four games this week, we'll uh, we'll get a, another winner for next week, and then the week after, we can then work out uh, who we give the yearly award winner to. But uh, let's hope there's some goals this week. Well, let's. let's there's hope. four games. Yeah, the four best teams since in when? The com- but there's the four, four games. But the four best teams in the competition. So you're hoping that with uh, the we'll likes of, with J Mac and Craig Goodwin and that you'll get some great goals out of it. But uh, they've even given us two extra games. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a sec. But, I can't uh, believe it. Priyavich, uh, like I said, will take, takes out this week's weekly Tommy Hammond Award for his uh, match-winning strike that uh, broke the hearts of the Phoenix. But as I said, uh, start giving some thought around uh, whether it be next week or the week after who you think will take home the uh, amazing achievement of being our yearly winner of the award. Huge award. Yeah, named after Tommy Hammond, but also oh, I'm sure when you used to come in regularly being Tommy Hammond. Plenty of weddings. <laughs> <laughs> I think you st- I, I thought we were heading down that path again, but you had one, and then you realised with uh, Giannis is too hard. So oh, I told you, put, it's, a, it's not a yeah. Put out on your it wasn't socials. A, it wasn't a holiday. Put out on with your, the kid. Put it's out no on chance. you and your wife's uh, socials. We're not taking any travelling invitations for the next at least three to four years. No, I just no. I'm taking no friends for the next three to four years. <laughs> None at all. Oh, it's cool. At least I get to see you. That's cool. I'm I'm happy with that. I'll I'll take that deal. But uh, this week's finals, they're two legged semis. Deal or no deal. Yeah, it's it's a strange one for for me. I, I don't know. We're we're not used to it. So every time there's there's a change in a schedule or something changes in the league, it, it takes you a while to get used to. Um, we'll see how it pans out. I think 
I think it's a disadvantage for the two teams that finished first and second, honestly. Yeah, but does they, it give you They've got to go away now. But do we want to be the Premier League? Do we want to be the Champions League? What are we trying to do? We it, Look, for me, if you're doing things that are different to the English Premier League, I don't like it because it's the Premier League in the world, right? So yeah, so it we, should be first past the post, wins yeah, wins the wins the league, if yeah? If we want to start copying the Thai national competition or one of those competitions, right, then that's where we should be the path we should be heading. Oh, but, I'll keep quiet now. No, but at the moment, oh, the Premier right. League is, okay, do we want to be the Champions League? Yes, we do, but... That should be, in my opinion... That's the AFC Champions League, no, but if not the... No, but, if, but make the FFA Cup or the Australian Cup two legs in the semis and the finals, right? Like the yeah. Champions League, for example. Yeah. But don't try and mix and mash, do a mash-up of five There's of your favourite songs yeah. and try and play them as one song. There's a lot happening here, isn't there? You know, like, as a traditionalist, uh, for me, it's always been, you're the, you're the Premiers, that's it. You've, you've won the competition. That's how I think it should be. In Australia, we've always had this fascination with finals, um... And and whatnot. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know. But this this format quaddies two legs. They've, two cha- this, they've two changed <laughs> it to what it's what it's normally been uh, for the past fifteen years. Um, I don't know. Let, let's see how it pans out. Look, the the only benefit from this is that there's more football for us to watch this week, right? So there's four games. They're all going to be they're going to be cracking games. Western United Melbourne victory. You know, victory are the, are the form team of the competition at the moment. Um, and Mate. then Adelaide, Adelaide, uh, uh, Melbourne City's bogey team as well, and, and Melbourne City got have to go to uh, to high marsh. Is it maybe because uh, Coopers, like in, in the past when we only had uh, you know ten teams that everyone was playing each other fifteen times, right? Is the A League getting a bit upset that we don't, they don't play each other so often now that they thought let's chuck in another game, a, a double header, so that uh, then they get to play each other again? Like there was no need for it. So look, yeah, look, look we'll see I'll, what happens. I'll, I would I would actually like for them to to think about splitting the league into top half, bottom half. Right and and like they did, for, you know how this they is not very tra- traditionalist. What do you? But but a lot of European leagues do this, yeah, right? So the Danish like the, the Danish leagues do this. The Scottish league has just begun, begun to do this. Um, so may, maybe something like that. Instead of oh, I'm not a big fan of finals football because anything can happen in finals. Um, you know, it's not always all right. It's, yeah, the best teams generally win, but it's not always the case. Um, I would be a fan of them splitting it into top half, bottom half. So top six, bottom six. Top six play each other, um, you know, another round to see who who wins the league. The bottom six traditionally play each other to see who gets relegated. But instead of getting relegated, they play each other and maybe the bottom two teams um, don't go through to uh, the round of 32 of the, FF, of the Australia Cup. Do you remember that they tried this, I think, once in the NPL, in the New South Wales NPL, and they did it so that... If you want, when, when was this? So uh, probably ten years, years ago. ago. Yeah, they had first past the post, and then at the end, the end of the first round, they restarted again, and then yeah, basically had a second round. So even if you came last in the uh, in the opening round, you had a chance of possibly going through by winning the second round. But if you came second in the first round, that counts for nothing. You're showing you're showing your age, you mate. But that's what I, happened. So I don't I don't remember that. I'm telling you, I, worth, I must have I must have been ten. The reason I brought it up though is. If we're going to try and copy something like they're doing that's working well in Scotland and Norway, let's not do our own stupid version where we take parts yeah, yeah. of what do, they do just, just, and do it. Just let's take do it exactly what yeah. they do yeah. and just copy it. Not like Markley it's Mark. It's not a replica. No, no, Go no. and do it exactly the Whatever same. Whatever they do, split it into the top round. If they play each other twice, you play each other twice again. If it's only play each other once, you play each other once again. And then that's it. All right. So 
this week. So Western United victory tomorrow, Adelaide versus City uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday, and then the returning legs, victory versus Western United on Saturday, and then City versus Adelaide on the Sunday. So for the victory in Western United, it's quite nice because they're playing all the games at Amy Park, so there's no travel involved. Whereas for... We, we, this, this for me defeats the purpose of this whole home Yeah, the champions right? now have to go to Adelaide first so this and then travel back home. So it's, a, it's a disadvantage for, for Melbourne City. And Unless you want frequent fly points, then it's an advantage. <laughs> or if you want to have some, if you want to have a grub, some grub at the airport, you like enjoy eating food at the airport, or have, you no know, one enjoys eating food at the travel. airport. <laughs> Who enjoys eating food at the airport? I don't That's know. Not, I'm just trying to work. I'm yeah. just trying to play devil's uh, advocate here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, so the whole, there's a home and away leg. Oh, actually, potentially is, is the Western United Melbourne game at uh, at Geelong. Oh, if they did, you'll get six people there. They'll enjoy that game. I think it might be actually. <laughs> okay, they'll get six so, ga- six ga- six people enjoy the the first leg of the uh, rega- semi-finals. Regardless, yeah, yeah. And, um, and and we'll watch it on TV. There's gonna be eight of us with, with binoculars. <laughs> All right, so a couple of quick things before we uh, we finish off the show. So marquee or not to marquee? So I don't know if you've seen this in the uh, in the news. So um, APL managing director, former Sydney FC CEO Danny Townsend revealed a list of 35 potential world class signings have been earmarked by the league as potential sugar hits for the next season. Well, hey, now, hang on a sec. Why why is the league looking for players for clubs? Okay, so th- let me finish here. So I, I did like an article today where they said we also need our greens, not just the sugar hits, um, because you know we've had bad success with sugar hits, and and you do it. Well, sugar hit only gets you up for for so long, right? It, it, and then you come crashing down. Hundred so. percent. But th- they've they've said that they're not going to force any clubs to take these players, so they're going to try and find the best fit. But they, you've still got somebody saying to you, "This is what I think you this, should be doing." Now, in saying that. Even if you don't want to send a midfielder, if they come to you and say, hey, Cesc Fabregas is going to come and play for you, we're paying half of his wage, who's going to say no to that? I'm just saying, would you? Well, this is the problem, right? There's no – none of the clubs here have sports directors. That's a sports director's job to go and find players that are, are, are the right fit for their club, not the league's club. Do you think the Premier League goes to uh, – Spurs or Arsenal or Man City says, hey, we've got this player for you. We'll pay half his wage. How about you sign him? No. I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan so of it. This, this I, is the reason f- why. So clubs, the structure of individual clubs in the A-League is not correct. They From, from top down, right? They've got people doing multiple jobs. Um, the same bloke that's putting the cones out at training, he's doing the transfers. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke, right? Oh, I love it. Yeah. And... The league should not uh, – if the league wants to set aside a certain budget per team for extra money for marquee players or to bring to bring players across, doesn't have to be marquee, whatever it is, if they want to set aside, give the clubs extra money, they should give the clubs extra money, right? It's a bit right? hypocritical if us the talking about this, though, when we also – I also do the coffee as well as co-host the show, as well as sweep the floors. You set up the, the, oh, yeah, the, the equipment as well as the other things. So we have multiple jobs. Yeah, we do. He's saying it's okay for yeah, us, but, just not for the A-League. But we're actually good at all of them, so <laughs> that's fine. Okay, right. But I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't think the, so the you, league can you should me, be – are, are you not a fan of the sugar hits? Are you not a fan of them forcing the sugar hits? Or are you not a, com- a combination of both? You're not happy with either? A bit, a bit of both. Look, big-name players, I would love to see big-name players in the league. And to get big-name players in the league, you need money, right? So they've got money to spend now. If they've, they've got the money investment. to spend, but I don't think it should be the league's call. It has to be the club's call, right? The club needs to make yeah, a decision. The club needs to find players. The club needs a structure. They need, they need a system in place. 
for someone to go and find these players yeah, but let, and bring them here. Let, let me put this in perspective for you, right? Have you ever been, and now that you're a new dad, you'll probably learn this in a few years, have you ever been to your parents where you say, I want some money, but unless you tell them what it's for, they don't actually give it to you, right? So what they want to do is make sure that you spend your money wisely. So they want to pick who they think is the best players and then force them yeah. to you. But that might not be the direction of your coach or the playing style that you want to play exactly. or anything. If so the, if it's that, not a right If fit, that player totally doesn't agree. fit the club and the, the uh, coaching style or the culture of the club or, you know, there's so many, there's so many facets that go into – um, you know, getting finding a, a player that fits into your culture, who's going to come in, who's going to succeed at a club, right? So that for me, that job is for a sporting director, and the clubs. I think each club needs to have a, a sporting director. Here we've Sydney, got director of football. One, I've got I've got a nomination director of for football. You. Josh Gersback, VIG, Look, my co-host can juggle both jobs because he's good at doing two jobs. He thanks, can be mate. the sports director of Sydney FC. Bring back your brother, and Alex. Think, he can come back and I play, th- I think and he can still do the show. Th- <laughs> Look, the, cl- the clubs need someone in charge of this. Um, I don't think the league should be calling the shots in terms of players. All right, yeah, they might suggest, uh, but it, I, I don't think – do- that doesn't sit well with me. I think they need to release the funds. They need to trust the clubs, and the clubs need to go out and they need to find the right players and bring them to the league. The one thing I did find a little bit uh, rich, and it was quite funny, though, was Danny Townsend came out and said, look, no disrespect to people like Ninkovic, but he's not a, a world-class player. He's come here and done come a, no, but listen, he's come here and done an w- amazing job. But Danny he's not Townsend a, no, was the bloke that brought him here. No, that's what I was going to say. Why I find it quite funny is if when he was on the side of the fence of Sydney FC, right, on one of the clubs, he would have said, he's a great signing, that's the players we need. But now because he's representing the whole league, well, the well, APL... Well, that is a conflict of interest now, right? Yeah, but he's now said... Because he's still got ties to Sydney. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So he's now come out and said, look, no disrespect. Whereas when he was solely on the Sydney side, he would have been saying, this is a great signing. He's world-class. Now he's saying he's not world-class because he's trying to push bringing in real, genuine, big-name players. Now, for me, though... I'd rather Ninkovic stay here and play for four years and build a club and build the players around him and um, succeed in the the league for four years. Like a Thomas Broich, a a Ninko, um, you know, Bobo... Uh, Lafondra. I have changed my tune though because I'll be honest. When it first happened, I was years ago. I was really wanting big name players because I thought that sets these fires. But I'll be honest, the perfect combination for us is some big name players that can still play, mixed in with the Barishas, the uh, look, the Jason Cummings, the Marco Urenas. These guys who come here. I just want to see quality football. They're here for I don't the right care reasons, what their CV right? is, but it doesn't They're, matter what their CV is. It and those matter. players are here for the right reasons. They're but here to play football. They're here to um, improve the club. They're here, they're here to improve players around them. But um, you might have scored 400 goals in the Premiership, but you come here and do nothing. Whereas I get a guy who might have scored 40 goals in Germany, he comes here and he's still a quality player, and, yeah. he, and he sets the league on fire. Prove, yeah. Well, that's what I want to see. Barisha, so. yeah, players like a Barisha. He was never a, a big-name player overseas. Came here, you know. Amazing. Unbelievable. All right, we'll, we'll park this for another day. Last question before we uh, we finish off. Who do you like for the Johnny Warren medal? I know you're a big Goodwin fan. I know Pena's been getting a lot of high fires from you this year too. This far out, I don't know when the award's given. Last year, was it a joint between, uh, I think it was Ninkovic and... Um, McLaren? No, Ninkovic and uh, Usilis Davila were oh, the two. Davila, that's yeah, right. So Davila was it? him and Ninko shared it last year. God, you know who's we spoke about these two players in today's show a lot. Craig Goodwin is going to go very close, and I think Jamie Young is going to go very close as well. Yeah, as a as a a goal for a goalkeeper to win this award would be would be massive, but he's been such an influential player for Western United this season that 
I would have him up there. I'm not even going to vote now because I love both those players on and off the pitch. So I'm happy They're with both great of those. Blo- both great to, blokes. So yeah. maybe I'll be happy if it was a, a joint, a joint uh, split decision again this year. All right, well, let's run with that. So uh, if you've uh, missed any of tonight's show or any of the other 25-odd episodes throughout the year, where can they catch it, VIG? Yeah, they can catch us on Football Nation Radio, download their app and, and get right across their platforms, or they can go to Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. They can also catch us on our YouTube channel, on our TikTok channel or See anything else. Basically, or you can drive past my house if you like and call out. I'll wave out the window and say good day if you like. So uh, we'll, take any, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll take any publicity we can get. But uh, look, we thank very much our special guest and uh, superstar Marco Renner for coming on the show for a chat and showing us how Breen is off the pitch as well as on the pitch we also look forward to these two leggeds whether we like it or not semi-finals and look more football can't be a bad thing so uh, more football for the week so let's not complain about it let's embrace it um make sure we we get out there if you can get out there support your club and, and get to the games or uh, watch it on TV. And if you want to sign uh, Josh's uh, petition online that he's going to put up saying there should be sporting directors at the A-League clubs, you can also go and do that. Is, are you going to do There's that? There's going to be a few clubs that are, that are probably going to hit me, hit me up now and say, what are you talking about? All right, Talk well, uh, look, until we uh, until we find out who uh, the, the, our grand finalists are next week, uh, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. Catch you next week.